You're listening to Pure Fandom's Marvel Podcast. Greetings, listeners. Welcome to the inaugural uh, Pure Fandom Marvel Podcast. Pretty excited about this. Uh, I'm your host, Pat Pohop. Uh, I'm joined by my co-host and the backbone of Pure Fandom, Liz Pohop. Liz Prue, excuse me. <gasps> OMG! <Prue>. Sorry, Eric. <laughs> well, actually, technically, I think my name has changed, but they didn't ever send me my social security card. They were like, we lost it in the mail. And I was like, that seems unsafe. So I think legally my name is Liz Prue, but I can't change anything else. So everything still says Liz Pohop because I don't have my social card. Well, Pohop's kind of a better last name anyway. So <gasps> I think I think someone or something's trying to tell you something. OMG! Uh-huh. Also, you guys are all the backbone of pure fandom. Lindy, the team, everybody. Well said. Thank you. So we're super excited. We're going to pivot from Star Wars, which is still incredible, yes. but to Marvel. Okay, another passion of ours. Hell yeah. Duh. So the topic of today is the first Avenger, but kind of not the first Avenger, um, is Iron Man. And I love how you wanted to start with this because it'll be a nice way to kind of relive the universe, especially since Spider-Man just came out and then we have something before Thor. Oh, Justice League, but that's DC, obviously. Right. But... But just like you said that too, it, it sounds like you and Eric have done it where you guys are like rewatching the Marvel movies. I haven't really rewatched a lot of them in a long time. And this, I think, will inspire me to kind of like kick it off with Iron Man and just like watch. I'm so you surprised know, the next... you haven't. I haven't. Like, Marty has actually. He's oh, really? been like enjoying our huge TV, but I have not. I'll come home and he's watching Thor. I'm like, I need to reevaluate my life here. Yeah, what the hell? You, know? you have, so uh, for those of you that haven't listened to our Star Wars podcast, Pat, oh, cheers, by the way, closed on your condo officially this week. Yes, I have. Cheers. Thank you. Nice. Appreciate that. Um, He bought this badass TV and like this sound bar. And I think the only thing you've done on it is watch Finding Nemo and play Crash Bandicoot. Pretty much. <laughs> like it's been, and I think I watched Tarzan too, which was just a Ooh, really a pretty movie to watch at night. But yeah, I haven't watched any Marvel movies on it yet, which is disgusting. Yeah, like, you need to on. do that. So yeah, so Marvel Podcast. So Marvel Podcast, <laughs> um, the only thing Marvel-related you've watched lately is um, Tarzan's abs on your TV. <laughs> that's not related to Marvel, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's still a talking point. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Okay, so where do you want to start with him? So um, I kind of want to start actually just acknowledging Robert Downey Jr. kicking off the MCU just fresh out of rehab. I thought that was pretty funny. The dude's just been off the grid for X amount of years. All of a sudden he comes out with a blockbuster flick. Dude, you know? like the blockbuster flick. Wasn't it like last year or the year before he's the highest paid actor at yeah. like 80 million or some crazy shit like that? He's been playing Iron Man for almost 10 years and oh just literally makes his living playing that character. And I think I, this movie to me kind of, um, it was because Cinemark and Valpo opened in 2008 and the first movie i think that showed that i saw was iron man in the theater oh yeah so it kind of was like that was the same summer like indiana jones came out too and that critically acclaimed movie oh crystal skull that <laughs> sorry other Harrison. really good one love you but <laughs> but iron man i think was the first one forgetting sarah marshall was the, i think another movie that came out that year oh so you, you have know? some nostalgia tied to this i was a senior in high school too like best year of my life obviously uh, duh glory years <laughs> yeah 
This reminded me of, um, I think it was MTV Movie Awards when he was promoting Iron Man. And people weren't like, people weren't that excited for it just because it was new and it's like, okay, cool, Iron Man, whatever. And he was talking to a bunch of kids and he's like, are you excited for Iron Man to come out? Like, you know, you're really pumped. And this, I need to find this clip. This little kid was like... Yeah, I guess, until Dark Knight comes out and crushes it. And it was like talking about how badass Dark Knight, because Dark Knight is an amazing film, Mm -hmm. Um, which we actually did just watch. Oh, nice. We were on a Christopher Nolan kick for a while. Look at you guys. You're making the true rounds. I'm just saying. I admire that. Nesting. Yeah. Um, But yeah, he was, and he was already giving that like Tony Stark flair, you know, like. So his own personality. Basically, yes. (laughs) He's kind of like Mark Wahlberg in a sense to where he plays himself in every film, but like I'm fine with it. Must be nice. I honestly. Know. Like, do you need an acting coach? I don't think so. No, because no. the movies love him. Yeah. He doesn't need one. It's not out of laziness, it's out of pure badassery. Yeah. So I kinda like too how this movie kicks off for a lot of it. It's just about like making weapons and warfare and it is kind of like um like in the in the modern world where it's like unfortunately like America has been involved like with disputes and wars overseas and that kind of ties into that which i thought was kind of cool definitely i think it makes it more relatable right exactly and that like unfortunately like this actually happens and it's not just like a hokey superhero movie totally i mean when he is in um so when you do rewatch it but i'm sure you remember this scene when he's in the car and he's listening to acdc and then the car gets bombed and then, you know, obviously he's captured. And then when he, it's just kind of the look on his face when he sees that these terrorists are using his weapons. It's like, shit, man. I mean, that's some real stuff, you know? I mean, obviously not everyone's going to build an Iron Man suit and get themselves out of captivity and become a superhero. But, I mean, it was very realistic. So I think that's, that's what makes it such a great film. Yeah, talk about a reality check. Yeah. That's for sure. So, and to your point too, how he obviously gets captured and he's in that cave building um, the suit with, is it Yinsen? Is that how you pronounce that? Yes, I think so. So shout out to him, by the way. I know. He also technically kind of kicked it off with his own sacrifice. He did. But he, like, it's not like Tony was making the suit to become a superhero initially. He was just like, I need to just get out of here and save my life and Yinsen's life. So I thought that was kind of cool how his initial motive was not like he didn't even think at, at, at first, you know, to like be a superhero or whatever. He's just thinking, I need to get out of here alive. You know, that is a really good point. And I think that is something to remember when um, people argue, you know, that he's just an arrogant, rich guy, whatever. Like he didn't start this out of wanting glory or fame. He was trying to survive. And he was also, he wasn't just trying to survive himself. He was trying to save someone else too. Yeah. So that's that's a good point, especially when you're talking about Tony Stark. You know, you kind of forget about that sometimes. It's like the if it is possible, the humble beginnings of Tony Stark of like one of the richest men on the planet in a cave, literally building stuff with dirt and random scraps of metal. Yes, I mean he was like nerding out. He was probably actually oh, having a great time. Yeah. Aside of the fact that he was held captive and had some <laughs> weird radioactive thing in his chest keeping yeah. shards from destroying him. He was getting like a flashback of like being in, I don't know, in his parents' garage, just like building random crap or and all the nerds out there like, this is incredible. Like you go, Tony. Oh, you hell know? yeah. Could you imagine like if you were, if you loved built, I mean, I don't know if this is comparable or not, but we were big into Legos, obviously when we were a kid. Yeah. And 
the we were talking about this the other day. Was it when you and Dad were over here for dinner? We are talking about the old house and the loft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And how um, that lofty thing you had in your bedroom, how that was like the nerd out, like cave of Legos. And we would just like sit in there for probably way too long and just build. You know, <laughs> like that's what Tony Stark was doing, but he under duress. Yeah, he had a little more stress, but... Right, just a little bit, you <laughs> right. know. I mean, we had worries, too. We were, like, 13 when that was happening. Yeah, so it's totally relatable. Definitely, which is why I love the film so much. It reminded <laughs> me of my Lego days. <laughs> so, like we brought up earlier, because um, I, I definitely want to get your take on this, too, so I'll let you go first, but... Because, like, we kind of thought about it, definitely Tony Stark Iron Man is definitely comparable to Batman Bruce Wayne in the DCU. So it's like, you know, who's better? You know, who's, oh who, do you, who do you like more? Or who do you think is more resourceful? I mean, have at it. Shit. Okay. Well, I think we should definitely have another podcast dedicated to this. And we need to have like, um, who should we have? Oh, we should have like uh, Brian Hartley. Yeah, he's pretty. He's DCU for life. That's like he true. named his kids after Oliver Queen and Clark Kent. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> um, he was on a... Batman, yeah, a Batman podcast like two years ago when we were talking about it. But anyways, so I think, um, are we comparing the characters in general or characters in the films? Uh, I mean, just pair. I would just say just the characters. Okay, the because characters. I don't, I don't know if the films completely define the character, in per se. Correct, especially now that we have Batfleck, and then it's like you can't talk about. Right. The I, they, I think just, trilogy. Yeah, just think of just like bare bones. Bare bones. Um, okay, so I think they are... Ooh. You know what? So as I break it down, so you look at... Tony Stark obviously has more flair. And he has more flair both in and out of the suit. Like, he's the same person in the suit and out of the suit. You yeah. know, he doesn't have, like, this persona. Whereas Batman, he's a different person in and out of the suit. You know, like when he's out of the suit, he is Bruce Wayne. You know, he's flashy playboy. He's doing all this stuff. And when he's in the when he's in the suit, he truly cares about being like the not to bring up the movies, but it's in my head now, the quote unquote Dark Knight of Gotham City. Yeah. And I think it's fair to say that, um, especially since you just made that awesome point about how Tony Stark didn't do this to be a superhero. He did it for survival and then realized hey, I need to change what I'm producing at Stark Industries because I saw who who my weapons are in the hands of and I got to change it for the better of the people. So I think at their core, they're similar in their motives of being a superhero. Um, Tony Stark's just flashier all around. Um, and it's interesting because they both don't have superpowers. They're both just super rich yeah. However, um, what's his face? Bruce Wayne doesn't have the brain that Tony Stark has. Like, Tony Stark has, I mean, I guess you could say Jarvis, but Jarvis is a creation of Tony Stark. Yeah, so he's, yeah, Tony Stark is, you would probably say a little a little smarter, I guess, from like the science side, anyway. Yeah, I kind of, and I know this is a Marvel podcast, so it's going to sound super biased and DCU listening fans listening are going to be like, of course you're going to say Tony Stark's better. You're on a Marvel podcast. But I think he's better in a sense of he builds everything himself. 
you know, whereas Bruce Wayne delegates people to do it for him. He just uses his resources. Right. However, then, of course, and now I'm rambling, we could get into saying, well, from the physical side, Bruce Wayne makes up for that lack in intelligence because he physically, I think, does more than Tony Stark. Yeah, he definitely doesn't. He doesn't fly. He'll glide, but... Which is hard as fuck. I mean, could you imagine his abs? They're probably incredible. So I think we're getting a little (laughs) off topic. What do you think? What do you think? I just barked on you. What are your thoughts? Um, I think you bring up a good point where it's like, you know, Tony Stark is more of, um, like, he, he is the creator of the resources, and Bruce isn't. But the fact that, I mean, the fact that Batman, like, just glides and doesn't fly... I mean, it, it, it almost like balances themselves out a little bit where it's like Tony comes up with the resource, but he can fly. But, you know, Batman gets his, you know, gets the resources from somewhere, but makes up for it with his physicality. So, I mean, it's, you know, it'd be I think I think Iron Man like one on one would beat him because I think that their t- his technology is better and he can fly and yes. he's just a little more advanced. I mean, Iron Man almost beat Captain America like toe to toe. I mean, that's. Damn. I know, you know, right? So I mean, and you remember yeah. that scene from Winter Soldier in the elevator with Captain America. Like Captain America's a fucking badass. Right. Pardon my French. And it's like Batman puts up a decent fight when he shoves a bunch of kryptonite into Superman because he has to. But I mean, it's just with Iron Man, I don't know. It's just like yeah, am I a little biased? Yeah. I know. <laughs> but, but I do love Batman. You know, but it's something I don't I think well, it's something too where Iron Man usually he branches out throughout like the whole globe, and it Batman is just solely in Gotham, which Gotham needs help. That city is just like trash. As most, yeah, <laughs> you know, like most people say in the films, it's like it's it's beyond saving. He just refuses to believe that, which is admirable. Which is another thing; he's a lot more admirable. He never, ever, ever gives up. Yeah, so I mean, he's you know you could say at least from the way the movies are portrayed he at times is more selfless than tony stark tony has a little more of an ego yes but i don't know it's 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 a tough one though it is you know? tough and i didn't even think about the global aspect of it that's a really good point i mean i guess you could say you know batman in justice league but that's that's not him all the time you know like iron man is global all the time but to your point, though, too, it's like Batman started Justice League, and Ooh. Iron Man was pretty much the first one recruited for the Avengers. So, I mean, it's like... Yeah, S.H.I.E.L.D. started Avengers. Batman right. started Justice League. Yeah, so he... I mean, it's like, you know, Batman did realize after Superman's sacrifice, hey, we need to do something here. Right. So, I mean, yeah, there's, a, there's a lot of parallels, for sure. Um, quick side topic for DCU. Are you excited for Justice League? Yeah, I think it looks awesome. Me too. I mean, I think they're taking, it looks like a little bit of a lighter tone. I don't want it to be too light, though, because people mm-hmm. are like, oh, it's too dark. You know, like the, the last Superman films. I'm like, no, like, that's how I think of DCU. That's DCU. Everybody has loved the Christopher Nolan trilogy, and those were super dark. So it's like, you know, the, the lightheartedness, that's Marvel's thing. Mm-hmm. You know, but DCU's not. So it's like, don't make it too, you know, happy-go-lucky. I think it looks awesome. Like, they had to make Aquaman... A little bit. And like, Jason Momoa is like a perfect cast. Because he's badass. Well, let's be honest, Aquaman kind of sucks. So it's like, let's... Why are, you, why are you hating on Aquaman? I well, think the last couple of times we've talked, I I'm know. Like, you want to know wow. what it is? 
So, and I swear we'll get back to Marvel. Lindy's husband. So my co- Pure Phantom co-founder, Lindy, her hus- husband, um, and I, I don't like using the H word, but this is the appropriate use of it, hates Aquaman. Like, with a burning fire. He thinks he is the lamest. He thinks he sucks. Like, he just cannot stand Aquaman. And he's a huge comic nerd. Like, loves it, you know? So I think that it has rubbed off on me. Because then I start thinking about it, and I'm like, yeah, what can you do? What? I know. He That's like, why... He, like, rules the ocean. I know. That was how I argued Brad, and then the Brad bro got has a trident. I know, I know. Plus, he's Jason Momoa. I know. Well, now it's different. We're, we weren't talking about Jason Momoa, Aquaman. This is Cal Drogo underwater. And you can't even... See, <laughs> you haven't seen him in Justice League. We're going to see him in a first solo film. Right. You're right. It's like, I mean, Vinny Chase from Entourage like, whoa, I made an Aquaman movie. You know, like, let's step off. <laughs> but this is like the first one. So, I mean... I know. You're right. You're right. I'm going to tell Brad to pump the brakes a little bit. Or pump the, the seahorses. He is... <laughs> he is... I mean, he will argue you to the death on it. Like, we actually started buying him some Aquaman stuff just to mess with him. Sounds like a podcast uh, in the future. Yeah, I agree. I think so, too. (laughs) So, back to Marvel. Back to Marvel, yes. So, uh, next topic. Is Iron Man the first Avenger, or is Captain America? Because even in the first Captain America movie, I think the subtitle is the first Avenger. It is. (laughs) Are you asking? You want my opinion? Yeah. Okay. Lay it on me. Well, it depends on if we're talking technically. The Avengers initiative was started by S.H.I.E.L.D. And nerds, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm getting in my nerd knowledge here. S.H.I.E.L.D. didn't drop the concept for Avengers um, until present day. And they invited Tony first. But if we're talking about, like, what inspired the Avengers um, and, you know, just the fact that Captain America was born, like, decades before Robert Downey Jr., a.k.a. Tony Stark. um, uh, mm, I'm going to say Tony Stark. They asked him first. I'm going to disagree with you. (gasps) For, dun, dun, dun. for the drama of the podcast. Okay, do it. But also, and it actually just kind of dawned on me. Okay. That, yes, S.H.I.E.L.D. was introduced in Iron Man in 2008 in the film. But it was actually created in Captain America, so in the 40s. So technically, S.H.I.E.L.D. had been around a long time. But did they have the concept for Avengers? No, but I will... <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I don't know. I guess it hasn't really been answered, but yeah. I mean, he was the first one in the Marvel universe anyway to kind of have like this, this superhuman, like ability, and they they did have Shield at the time. Like he had uh, You're right. The Peggy, you know, his, his main squeeze was like Hell one of the yeah. founders. Haley Atwell. Yeah, I mean, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Captain America was the first, and I feel like he at least. Like had the ideals right away from the core to like had the Avenger message that they were preaching. He obviously like went way extreme in the the last one because they like kicked him out. But yeah, there was some drama on the last one. Yeah, but I mean, I can I can see your side of it, but I'm gonna go with Cap. Oh, my side of it. Yeah. Wait, so when I forget when Iron Man versus Superman or when Iron Man versus Captain America Civil War came out, were you Team Cap or Team Iron Man? I was Team Cap. I knew it. <laughs> 
No, because not in a bad way. Just because you're, um, you're like a. I'm pretty much always going to be like Team Chris. I know. For the most yeah. Part, anything so. have to do with Chris? That and also, um, you know, you're uh, you're loyal to the foundation of things, which I very much appreciate and love. You know, you honor history, loyalty. I mean, Thor's your favorite Avenger, man. Yeah, he's he's pretty badass. Dude, Thor's the shit. <laughs> I can't wait till that podcast. <laughs> We're going to have to do a giveaway or something. I know. I'm, I'm pretty excited. Yeah. Tony, no offense. But we're, yeah, like, Tony, you're we're, great. We're pumped. He's Eric's favorite. That makes a lot of sense. Yes, it does. <laughs> so speaking of Tony, yes. what's your favorite Iron Man solo film and why? Okay. Um, the first one. I love the first one because it was just so well done. And it's just like, a, even if they didn't make any other sequels to iron man like it's a great movie like it's just a killer movie you didn't need any background because i mean growing up we watched obviously we watched you know like the cartoons of avengers and stuff but we watched more correct me if i'm wrong dc stuff because that was just kind of around more we did we watched a lot more of that like we were i think i was back girl like four times for halloween like you know we had so fierce <laughs> so fierce that Justice League cartoon was out, you know, remember? Yep. And we just, you know, we were just kind of more of a DCU family. And so I didn't really know that much about Iron Man other than that Tony Stark was like super smart and had a red and gold suit. So the fact that I love that movie so much, I was, it's just like a really good movie. And the sequels are great, but you have to have some sort of background with it. And then, of course, with Avengers, like everything kind of intertwines and it was just like a raw solid film you didn't need to have it's like it wasn't like i was hopping into a tv show in the fourth season you know what about you uh i like the first one as well i knew it (laughs) for a couple reasons um like for instance i i was reading somewhere that they actually doubled the budget for the second movie compared to the first one because the first one did so well oh shit but they didn't realize how well it was going to do so it's like they I, they were taking a chance because you got to think the last Marvel film that came out before the first Iron Man was Spider-Man 3, which, yes, it was successful because of the anticipation, but as you and I know, it was a horrible movie. Terrible. So it's like, you know, really, should we go with another Marvel movie right now? So it's like, yeah, took a chance. And like you said, I don't think Iron Man was like a hugely like well-known character. Mm-mm. So you're thinking, and you've got a guy who hasn't really been in Hollywood for a while. Yeah. So it's like the fact that they pulled that off was just so badass. An ultimate you know? comeback. like. Oh, for sure. You know, like you said, it was so raw. It was it was a superhero movie, but not. Mm-hmm. It had a great supporting cast, um, especially Terrence Howard. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to bring that up. Well done, bro. You I didn't know. blow it or anything. Yeah, Marvel is, is it's totally gone at this point. So it's like just take what they were gonna give you. However, I, I love Don Cheadle. Oh, he was He does a great job. Yeah. But Terrence is like, man. He, well he pulled like a um, Megan Fox in Transformers. Like yes. wanted more money. It's like, come on, dude. Like really You know. Like, I, oh, this first movie did great, so the second one, I'm gonna need more money. You know? It's like come on, man. It's like you're not Iron Man. Yeah. You can't ask that. <laughs> no. We're going to recast you. Okay, bye. 
like, see you later. <laughs> that does make sense about the doubling in budget. I think I remember hearing that too. Oh, yeah. Because like the CGI of his suit was like amped up to the max. Yeah, when you watch the first one compared to the second and the third, it's it's unreal. Like the special effects are great and stuff, but you said it's like that part in the first one didn't like overtake the movie or like try to like make up for lack of a movie because there yes. was nothing lacking, you know, so... Which is kind of cool. It's kind of like watching, it's like comparing um, the prequels in Star Wars to four through six. Like, well, no, you're right. I'm just saying CGI <laughs> tried to make up for their Padme and Annie and it didn't work. I know. It's a shame. That's for another time. That's for another time. Okay, that we've sorry. done a couple times. That we've done like twenty times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so what um what what else do you want to talk about? I actually do what because it, it it's just so random, and I don't know why I remember this about the movie, but the Burger King advertisement in the movie. Oh yeah. I was like, I don't know if at the time that like BK stock was just not on the rise, but when he was like the first thing Tony wants when he gets back to civilized civilization is Burger King, of any fast food. Like, I'd be thinking, like, T-Bell or McDonald's because there's, everyone knows McDonald's. Or fucking Chipotle. Yeah. Or, well, Qdoba, but right. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but come on, like, BK. I will say, though, in high school, I had those rodeo burgers like crazy. Ew. If, really? For those of you who don't know, it's like a cheeseburger with barbecue sauce and onion ring on top. And you always have to have two. And I'm pretty sure he had two burgers with him in the movie. You have to go and get two. Gross. I don't remember you eating this. I just remember you having fourth meal, like, a lot. Yeah, I mean, T-Bell is the top. So it's like, you know, Robert Downey, I mean, I don't know. That was his only questionable move. Well, it's kind of funny. It's like, that's how desperate the MCU was for, like, okay, well, we're going to get a big payout from BK, like, regardless. So at least we scored that. Yeah, I mean, that's you, you got to have some part of when you're taking a chance to make it a sure thing. Right. It's like you can go to T-Bell or... Chipotle. Chipotle. And be like, um, can we get some funding? Thanks. Thanks. It's kind of like gar- with Guardians how, I don't know if they had any of those kind of plugs in there, but, you know, Chris Pratt has said he remembers when they were on the first part of their tour, press tour, and people would just be like, so how does it feel to be in, like, you know, possibly the first big Marvel bomb? And he's like, um, great. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Um, which, by the way, I just saw a random clip. It hasn't been fully released yet of the um, Avengers Infinity War trailer. And I'm not going to try and like pirate it or anything. I just came across it in some fan group and it was like the first 20 seconds. But it's the Guardians in their ship. I'm sorry, do you want me to tell you? Please. Okay. Let's do it. Um, spoiler if you don't want to hear, but it's a trailer. So, um, It was released at San Diego Comic-Con. And it's the Guardians in their ship, and all of a sudden, Thor hits the windshield. And Rocket's like, ugh, gross, get it off, what is it? And they, like, pull him inside, and they're like, who are you? And he's like, I'm Thor, son of Odin of Asgard. And they're like, cool, bro. Like, sweet, man. That's awesome. It's going to be so good. I hope we get some, like, really dry Thor Drax humor. Oh, I mean, it, it. I think we will because mm-hmm. at least from the Thor trailer, it, it it's definitely like a Guardians vibe to it. Hundred yeah. percent, and I'm fine with it. 
And actually, speaking of Avengers: Infinity War, what kind of role do you think Iron Man will play? Oh God! In this film. Oh God. Well, okay. So I need to keep remembering that, like how him and Cap left off. So what him and Cap have in common, because I think in order for him to play the role he needs to play in Infinity War, him and Cap need to be on the same page because they're so pivotal to the Avengers. Agreed. And I think we're going to have to look at their core of the characters and say, okay, like regardless of the crazy personal shit that's happened between them, like this is way bigger than anything they've ever faced before. And because we're bringing in, you know, guardians and obviously Thor in his world. Um, and who knows who Thor will pull from the Ragnarok film into Avengers Infinity War. Yeah. They're just going to have to put their differences aside. Um, and I think they're, I think, I'm, I'm saying they're like packaging them together because they're kind of a package deal when it comes to the Avengers. Like if they're not working well together, the Avengers are going to fall apart because they're a good balance of working with all these other different personalities and aliens. I don't know. What do you think? No, I definitely agree where they have to be on the same page. And um, like I, I kind of feel that because Tony knew how to use the last Infinity Stone, Infinity Stone in Age of Ultron of how to like create vision. See, I keep forgetting that. That's why I need to rewatch it. So I feel like he, he's going to have like an epiphany or something because he's like the science guy, him and maybe and Dr. Banner, Hulk, <gasps> as far as like, okay, these Infinity Stones, like either they're going to know how to like handle them or destroy them so Thanos can't take over the world. Oh, you, man, something. your answer's way better than mine. <laughs> and the fact that... Well, you, your answer encompassed Chris Hemsworth, so it's not that bad. Okay, good. I have a redeeming quality. Well, and that's a really amazing point. And because Banner is in Ragnarok and exploring like all this other stuff, I'm sure he's going to pick up on some sort of mystical knowledge that they're going to need back on Earth. To combine with whatever Tony figured out about the Infinity Stone in Ultron. I agree. That's actually a really good point, too. Where Hulk's just not there to smash. You know, he's going to... And we see him unhulked out there. So we know he is Dr. Banner at some point. Which is crazy, too, because he's the only, like, the second person um, besides Natalie Portman to be in Asgard. Right. And she was only there because of the ether. Yes. Right, Jack Pohop? You love the ether. Yeah, Jack. Gosh. (laughs) That's our brother who um, we're still trying to convince um, that Thor is a good movie. He's, he he kind of likes the first one, but the second one. you got to be a pretty, hard, pretty hardcore Thor person, though, to like the second. I love the second one. I do, too. I think it's great. But um, I don't know. Now that I'm thinking about it, Pat, you love the second one with Natalie Portman. And your favorite Star Wars film oh is uh, episode two with Natalie Portman. <laughs> right, it's my favorite. Right. Top of the list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap. Um, well, do you have any other points you want to talk about for Iron Man? Uh, I don't think so. I think we pretty much covered most of the stuff mm-hmm. on there. Is there anything else you want to add, co-host? No, I'm just really excited to run through all these. You're And you're totally right. Like, this makes me want to watch them right now. I know. It's something that we're, it's, we're probably going to do shortly. I was going to say, we can go downstairs and watch it if you want. The pizza arrived. Perfect. We're good to go. And you can drink beer. I can drink beer hopefully in like a week. Okay. Shit, I'll be breastfeeding. i got to prepare for Strassenfest. Oh, yeah. You're going to a beer festival tomorrow. 
which sounds amazing. I might, I'll probably wear a Marvel t-shirt, too. I think the only one I don't have, actually, is Iron Man of the, the core four. Good to know. Yeah. I'll rock the, the Thor uh, bro tank. That'd be appropriate. Dude, that bro tank we got you is legit. It's amazing. I'm going to wear I'm going to wear it to the Ragnarok premiere. Hell yeah. Sounds I'll, out, I'll, be, out. I'll be freezing, but <laughs> it'll be worth it. Well, just pound a couple Lunamosas from Flick's Brewhouse. Lunamosas. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. We're really trying to get a Flick's Brewhouse. Uh, you know what? Maybe maybe for the Thor um, premiere. Sorry, we love Iron Man, but um, <laughs> But may- Thor. Maybe they'll have mead on tap, you know, for the... <gasps> that'd be sick. That's something to maybe tell Flix. Hey. Dude, they do stuff like that, too. That'd be sweet. Because remember, even for Suicide Squad, they had a special drink. So yeah. they better have one for Thor. Right. You need to dress up for Thor, too. For sure. Well, I think I'm growing my hair out. Is that really why? Well, you, partly. I gotta be ready for the premiere. You have you know? a couple months. November, yeah. right? Yeah. Let's do this. Oh, <laughs> shit. I need to ask Mom if she'll watch the baby. She'll watch the baby, right? Do you think she won't want to see Chris Hemsworth with the shirt off? Really? She can wait for DVD, though. <laughs> DVD? DVD. <laughs> nice. What? What else am I supposed to say? Well, blue. Hashtag Blu-ray? dating yourself or a digital copy. Yeah. There's options. Wait, people say digital copy now? What? Digital copy? I don't think so. I've just pulled that out. Blu-ray? I pulled that out of my ass. Apple TV? Apple TV. Is 3D still cool? Because I still like 3D TV. 3D, 3D is cool, but I will say that like half the TVs I was looking at when I was shopping, that... They didn't, like, have 3D as, like, a... Because Dad was like, dude, it doesn't have 3D. I'm like, bro, I'm not really going to watch it. It's not... We... I would like to say we watch it a lot, but we really don't. I mean, I actually bought Civil War in 3D in Winter, Winter Soldier. That'd be pretty sick. So, I don't know. Whatever. Sorry, we're getting off topic. Yeah. So, no, thank you guys for listening. Um, we are all Team Iron Man here. Woo-woo! To the core. But um, check us out on our. I'll, I'll let you take the social. This media. part, this part. <laughs> check us out on uh, purefandom.com, um, on our podcast section. Uh, I'll go ahead and do this before I have the baby. I'll make sure we have a Marvel section. This is how on the fly we are, guys. We want to get you content so fast. <laughs> we haven't even made it yet. Um, we'll have a Marvel section in our podcast portion of our website. So just head to purefandom.com. Follow us on Twitter at pure underscore fandom. Um, same account for Instagram. And, of course, we're on Facebook. Um, if you are living in Columbus or near Columbus, Ohio, Lindy will be there this weekend. Um, she's moderating for David Tennant, who played Doctor Who. Like, hello. That's pretty sick. The Buffy reunion. Uh, Ray Park. Darth Maul. Wow. And um, a couple others. And she's also having a Harry Potter panel, which will be pretty sick. And a Game of Thrones panel. So really fun stuff. Yeah. And when you buy your ticket, make sure you check out using the code PureFandom and you will get 10% off, yo. Yo, tickets at Comic-Con. Are those all the plugs? I think so. You pretty much slayed it. I know. That pizza smells so good. Like, I just want to eat it. Sorry. I don't know that. And that was the creepy Alexa in my kitchen <laughs> that keeps going off. Okay, I want everyone, before we sign off, comment if your Alexa also goes rogue. Oh, shit, she's probably going to talk again because I said her name. That sounded like Jarvis a little bit. I know. See, that was on purpose. That was actually Jarvis. Right, we totally off. just role-played there because that, that was planned. That was 100% planned. Um, thank you, Patrick. Good save. All right, it's time for us to sign off. 
Uh, <laughs> we'll catch you guys next time. Cape South.